scripture reading this morning is from Luke 2, 41 through 51. Every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking that he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Jerusalem with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. This is the word of the Lord. Prepare the way. of life, great light of the world, speak to us now. Shine upon us, we pray, so when we look, we will see, and when we listen, we will hear. But we don't want to be those who simply see and hear. Let our hearts be transformed by the power of your truth. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. And all God's people said amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, Mars Hill. I am Denise Kingdom Greer. I get to hang out with this awesome staff in the way of mobilization and happy to be here the day after Christmas. Amen. Today is December 26th. We made it. 
If you've been hanging out at the Kingdom Grill household for the last 20 years, you wouldn't say phew at all because the journey really continues. Because on December 26, our family pulls out a seven candle hold, stick holder called a Kanara, not a Manara, but a Kanara, red, blue, and green candles. And we start a seven day track down the road called Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa can be a busy time for us and for others who celebrate that and um, full of gift giving and expressions of, of joy and appreciation and reflection on things like unity and self-determination, faith and purpose. It can be a busy, busy, busy time. So while some people are picking up the scraps of their wrapping paper and deciding when they're gonna finally take that Christmas tree down, we're just starting a new journey moving forward. That's kind of where a lot of us are, right? Moving forward into <clears throat> New Year's Eve into New Year's Day um, and then into whatever the next year, God willing, 2022 will offer and hold for us. It's so easy to turn the page and to move forward into the next season. I was in the store the other day looking for wrapping paper the eve before Christmas Eve and in one particular store there was no wrapping paper but there were Valentine's Day hearts. I felt some kind of way, as the kids say. I thought, hold on, wait a minute. I think I actually said it out loud. Hold it, hold on. Valentine's Day already. And so I just stopped by here today to invite you, encourage you, and encourage myself on this day, December 26, not to forget Christmas. Amen. Do not forget Christmas, when the calendar changes to the new year and winter's past and spring showers appear, don't forget Christmas. Don't forget the lessons learned. Don't forget the songs we've sung. Don't forget who we are and what our part is to play all year long concerning Christmas. First, don't forget the lessons learned. Don't forget what the prophets retold and told in the lessons of old from the traveler's song and the chorus of the throng. Don't forget Christmas. Don't forget what Pastor Troy shared with us early in the Advent season, that, that in our waiting, that we, we can keep a record of what we, what we find and what we've anticipated and what actually is made known to us and that can be enlarged in us so that we can be more and more like Christ. Don't forget what we learn together. Don't forget to stand together in life's tension with intention. Though it might be overwhelming, don't forget what we've learned together. Don't forget the songs that the angels sing and all of the ways that Pastor Ashley reminded us that God sings over us. And don't forget to monitor the songs that we allow to sing over us that so easily drowned out the messages of the songs that are true of us and of God. Don't forget what Kyle shared with us about the bread of life who feeds and leads us because of the greatest present in the world, which is given to us in God, present with us at Christmas. Don't, please, don't, let's not, help me not to forget Christmas. Because see, see, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. It doesn't matter what the media cycle might be bringing or Apple Music might pop up on your playlist. All of the time is a good time 
to remember Christmas. Yes, to remember the songs of the shepherd and of the angels, to remember Mary's canticle and Zacharias too. Don't forget, don't forget the songs. Don't forget Delwyn's songs, waiting songs, letting us know that there are things, in fact, the best things, some of the best things can only come by waiting, right? Don't forget that there, there will be joy for the morning because of what happened on Christmas morning. So, so that when, when, when whatever it is that we might be waiting on in our life, be it, be it a new baby, be it a diploma or a degree, be it a green light to go or whatever it is that we're waiting for, whatever time of the year it might be, let us sing, rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel has come to us, oh Mars Hill. Amen. Whatever time of the year it might be, whatever, when the, when, when the never-ending night finally breaks through to offer dawn, in, in our marriage or in our weary soul, sing joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. God of glory, God of love, let us remember the songs. And when we feel like, that, when we feel like we're singing alone, then swing wide our windows and push open our doors, beloved, and let us shout with loud voice, oh, come. Oh, faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Any time is a great time to remember Christmas. Because, you see, it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget. And listen, we are not the first to forget what God promised to the prophets. And sometimes even the prophets seem like they may have forgotten what God had said to them. But it's important for us to recognize from our text today that even Mary and Joseph for one quick second seems to have forgotten something important about Christmas. Did you not know? One translation says that I would be about my father's business. Seems like maybe Mary and Joseph had forgotten. Can you imagine in your own mind, there they are saddled up with the multitude doing what they had done every single year, headed to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Can you see them? making their way first the first year maybe with Jesus in a bundle and perhaps the next year on the shoulder of Joseph and then maybe the third year running along but not too far ahead and the pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the Passover the three or four day journey would become one that he and they would know well over these 12 years but this year this year, they had taken the trek, and now they were headed home, no doubt singing as they went. The multitude of them, we do know it wasn't just Mary and Joseph and Jesus, but it was a multitude of people who were traveling on this way, and on their way back, I imagine, what do you do for four days? I spy had not been invented yet, I don't think. So they're singing. 
singing what? Singing the song of the psalmist. It's going to be a long journey. I imagine they may have started with Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful. I imagine they might have shuffled over as they headed on down further in the road to Psalm 3. Many of they who rise against me, many of they who say, there's no help in me, but you, O oh God, are shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts my head. I imagine as the, the night grew into the next day, they were, they were singing more songs with my mother and my father would forsake me, then the Lord would take me up. There is a river who makes glad the city of God. I wish I could sing. Be glad that I'm not going to try. But I imagine in my head I can hear the songs and the tunes and the, the melodies playing as they traveled, as they walked to return home and then and then at some point in time in my imagination I, I can see them showing up on the threshold of Psalm 148 seem easy to wade into as they're walking through the, the wilderness and, 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 the, and the sky is vast before them and the, the sun and the moon are shining and I can hear them say praise the Lord from the heavens praise the Lord from the heights above Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, singing the songs, the ancient songs. Praise him, all you angels. Praise him, all heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Oh, can hear them. Can you hear them singing? And then they come to this magnificent part. Why? Praise him. Why? For he has raised up a horn for his people. A horn. Oh yeah, Mary and Joseph must have must have wondered. By the way, where is the horn? The horn that we're singing about, the horn that we've sang alongside of for all of these eleven years. Where is the horn? Somebody go ahead and see if you can find the horn. No horn. Can you go behind and ask the elders if they've seen the horn now we must turn around and head back to Jerusalem because lo and behold my mom would say we don't mess around and forgot Christmas the horn the horn finally when they return to Jerusalem they find him the horn Jesus they find him Mary's mother, the mother Mary must have been rested in her soul after three days and Joseph must have been relieved. Jesus was perplexed. Why is it again that you've been scrambling around looking for me everywhere? Young Jesus asked, did you not know that I would be about my father's business? In a sense, it sounds to me like you have forgotten Christmas, have forgotten where I came from, have forgotten how I came, and most importantly, why I came. You sing the songs of the psalmist and of the prophets, and yet, perhaps you have forgotten. Oh, I don't want us to forget Christmas. And you know, we too, we can, we can hear the songs again and again each year and still forget. We can hear the story a time or two or three or two hundred and still forget Christmas. And then the psalm rings on and you, you have raised up a horn 
for your people, Jesus. Jesus is the prophet's promise. The horn, the psalmist lifts up. The horn born in a manger at Christmas. The horn, a horn. A horn is a strange image. Let's be sure. Let's be clear. It is not majestic like king or docile like lamb. A horn is an instrument of strength. Let's go back to the, um, to the ox. It is an instrument of strength, for at Christmas, God has given us strength in the most vulnerable form. No wonder the hope and fears of all these years are met in him at Christmas. He is the horn of strength, strong and mighty to pull down strongholds, to bring down empires, to scatter the wolves who prey on the calves. When we look at the horn, we think about a horn in terms of something that might be blown or something that might make an announcement. But this horn, this horn is, a, is an indictment. This horn is a, is, a, is, a, is a powerful image of strength in the face of those who would oppose. For God has lifted up a horn of strength, but not just of strength, but also an instrument of mercy. For fixed on the side of the Ark of the Covenant, next slide, smeared with blood is a gesture of mercy. And in the Old Testament, we find that there are those who in their time of need and a time of repentance and longing and being pursued would run into the temple and appeal to the horns on the altar for mercy and find Mercy there, thank God, we are not on the receiving, on the pointed end of this horn, but yet we get to live on the mercy side of it because of Christmas. Because of, because of Christmas, we, we need not fear. We, we walk by faith without the fear of falling. Because mercy keeps us from falling and will present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy because of Christmas. And we give our lives in, in humble submission without fear for mercy made sure of that. That if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness because of Christmas. And we walk forward in love of God and of others and of self without fear of being used, abused, or abandoned, knowing perfect love casts out fear and the love that comes to us at Christmas guarantees that though people might disappoint and our efforts might be found wanting, the horn mercy will make sure that love never fails. Because Christmas, yes, the horn of mercy, they would say, would suit our case because of Christmas. And, and, and here's some more good news. In Bethlehem, at Christmas, we, we get to be who we are. Now, surprise, we are not married. However many times we want to sing the Magnificat, 
We, we, we have not made that level of sacrifice or been trusted, right, with that level of faithfulness. So we're, we're not Mary. We're not Joseph. Unless, to be, be honest, if we were Joseph, we might have made a different choice than Joseph made. <laughs> we're not the angels. We're not the shepherds. We're not the wise ones. We are amongst those who get to peek over the threshold of time and space to step in front of all creation, like Denise Gray stepping on the stage in award-winning musical Carmen. And all creation gasps. Since Genesis 1, it's been waiting for us to catch up because we are the praisers. That's who we are, Mars Hill. Last week I was sitting over here and Stephen and, and, and Katie's little son Stelwin was, was dancing and was bouncing and was twirling around in the presence of the Lord. And as we were singing the music over his head, I have a feeling that Stellan knows that we are the praisers. We are the praisers whose voice, whose songs, whose lives join the whole of creation to praise the Lord. In winter and in spring, in summer and in fall, in Christmas time and Lent and Easter tide, in season and out of season, we are the praisers. That's who we are because God has raised up a horn of strength and mercy for us. How can we help but praise Yah? Praise the Lord. We ought to be louder and bolder and stronger because this horn has been raised up, not for the moon and the stars and all of creation, but for a people. And when our praise grows weary, friends, as surely it will in 2022. Let us simply return to Bethlehem again so that we do not forget Christmas. Amen. Amen. And the even better news is if we should dare happen to forget there is a table of remembrance that not only helps us to remember the death and the resurrection of the horn Jesus Christ our Lord, but that also reminds us that there is no Easter if there's no Christmas. And so, friends, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And let us pray together. How right and good and joyful at all times and all places to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy Holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And so we pray, send your spirit upon us now 
that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be to us the communion of the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. And as these grains have been gathered from many fields into one loaf, and as these grapes have been gathered from many vines into one cup so soon and very soon, let your whole church be gathered together in you, even until the end of the earth. Even so, come Lord Jesus. And so, the Lord Jesus on the, the night when he was betrayed, he sat and he ate with his disciples. And after they had eaten, he took bread and he broke it. And after giving thanks, he gave it to them saying, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And in the same manner, after they had supped, he took the cup. And after giving thanks, he offered that to them, saying, this, this is the new covenant in my blood. And as often as you partake of it, you do this in remembrance of me. And so the bread which we break and the cup which we bless is the communion of the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we enter into the beauty of this supper, we do it with these ancient words that have gone long before us and will be long after us. But that is the truest expression of our faith. And it is simply that this, as we stay together, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Amen. And so, beloved, as we prepare to go and to partake of of Christ's feast, may we also know that there are those who are prepared to pray with us. We have prayer walls, so you can feel free to place your prayers there. If you're online, you're absolutely um, invited to also present your prayers on a prayer wall, and we will continue to enter into the experience that comes to us. <laughs>